0: You are listening to The Hemp Startup Journey. My name is Jason De Los Santos, co-founder of Spectrum Labs, a hemp extraction facility in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm sitting down with hemp entrepreneurs, scientists, and politicians willing to share their perspectives, lessons learned, and how we can make an impact on the hemp and cannabis industry for everyone. Jade and Harley, Thank you so much for joining me today on the hemp startup journey. Welcome. Hi. Yeah, um, super excited to have you guys. First of all, this is the first time I'm having two guests on at the same time. Um, oh. Yes, so uh, let, let's see how it goes. Like it, it might break down or it might be amazing.
1: <laughs> we'll shoot for a minute.
0: That's right. Um, all right, so one of the first, uh, I'll talk in a second about why I, I wanted to have you both on. But one of the first questions that i like to start off with is, and you can, whoever wants to go first, is if you're at a party or a networking event or some sort of a gathering and you meet someone and they say, oh, well, hey, nice to meet you. What do you do? Like, how do you respond to that?
2: <laughs> do you want to go first, Jake?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so I I say that we, that I own. I co-own a creative agency and we have it's a cannabis and hemp based creative agency and we have a line of products called Lady Jays. and yeah it just kind of stems from you know go, get into the THC side of our Lady Jays, the hemp side of our Lady J's and um, but yeah it all starts with the umbrella ladies of paradise is a creative agency at its core okay cool
0: Harley what about you
2: yeah, I feel like I always talk about um, like being the creative director and photographer for Ladies of Paradise because that's like a lot of what I do and a lot of what I love to do so much. I'm getting to like get groups of people together, well, in the before times, get groups of people together and create really beautiful art for um, brands that want to market towards women.
0: Awesome. So when I was uh, researching you guys, it um, I had a difficult time at first of trying to figure out like what is Ladies of Paradise, right? Because it seems like you do so much, which is which is amazing. Uh, but I'd love to hear in your own, your own words, like what, what exactly is it? Because you have a lot of different aspects to your organization.
2: So I would say at, at the edge of everything, that we're a creative agency that's really female centric and cannabis centric. So we'll do any kind of creative work, videography, photography, we've thrown immersive marketing, like uh, events in the past, basically anything that's forward facing for a company, brands, website, just anything developing that, that like, that aren't the inner workings of the brand that are going to be what anyone else that's walking up and seeing your product or, you know, using your product is gonna, is gonna see basically.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, And um, how did you guys meet, by the way? How did the what was the catalyst for starting this company?
1: Uh, we met on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we met when I moved up um, from LA actually, and I was shooting for Ladies of Paradise before it is what it is today. It was a jewelry and accessories company, and I moved up from LA to Oregon and needed some people to shoot with because I was just constantly, um, you know, working with creatives in Los Angeles and was moving to like a really small town and didn't know anybody. And so I just looked to Instagram to see like, you know, what people were doing out there and I found Harley and then, so she owned a vintage company at the time. And so I was like, Hey, we should shoot together. You know, she was doing all these really beautiful creative shoots that were really my style. And so, yeah, we decided to meet up and turns out like we lived right down the street from each other and, We really hit it off and we started shooting and then, you know, one thing led to another and we, you know, decided to merge our companies and really relaunch Ladies of Paradise into what
2: it is or what it's evolved into over the years. (gasps) So Southern Oregon is like a huge, like growing Mecca. And so that's where I grew up and where we met. And so as much as we were working in like creative fashion driven um, industry, we also were, she was moving there to open dispensaries. My boyfriend had a farm. I was helping, you know, pull tarps at night on the edge of a mountain. Like we were both like, you know, kind of juggling this, this fashion industry and then like dipping our toes in cannabis and, we very much so we're like we're not feeling fulfilled anymore, like selling, selling just like I don't know, just just selling products to people basically online and not having like I don't know, just not like really meeting people and getting to connect through it. And so Ladies of Paradise in the cannabis industry launched as a blog and we basically were just spotlighting women in the industry, growers, extractors, dispensary owners, going in and basically dressing them up like crazy princesses and, and shooting them like doing their jobs. <laughs> that's like, the <laughs> beginning of our relationship together.
0: <laughs> okay, that's that's a really cool story. And it's just so interesting how, um, I know this is oversimplifying it, but starting from say like a jewelry company and then all of a sudden ending, ending up as a creative agency, um, you know, with your own line of products, but then working with other brands. Uh, like it's really cool how that evolved over time.
2: Uh, we really, uh, honestly, something I've really, pride like pride ourselves in is like we we aren't like we're down to pivot we're like if something interests us or we get someone on our team that's really interested in something like so much of us owning our own businesses was about us being happy genuinely and so we're like okay like Let's let's try this. Let's do this. It's a, it's really fun to not limit yourself, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I was going to ask about this later, but since you brought it up, like, how, at which point do you balance the, uh, where you have to have a sustainable business versus like, you know, I, I want to satisfy my, you know, near term, uh, ego or just like my, my, I don't know, chasing a rabbit or something like that. Like there's a, a balance between chasing something and then, you know, establishing uh, a foundation of sorts. You want to go,
1: Jay? Um, yeah, I think that we've always, we've always just, I mean, just piggybacking off of what Harley said about just, um, create a workspace and environment that we've, that we want to work in. And, you know, we've all worked different nine to five jobs, retail jobs and things that we've really just didn't feel fulfilled in. And so be, being able to create a space where we can do everything by our own rules has really motivated us, um, to just keep doing what we're doing and evolve and pivot and change directions and Um, you know, just do things that make us happy. If, you know, Harley this year was like, I think, you know, uh, COVID really taught us that, you know, working remotely and um, can be done. And so, you know, we want to, we all like to travel. We like to go places and we like to um, really just not be in one place all the time. And so just, really navigating our own pathway into doing, being able to do whatever we wanna do is really important to us.
0: Okay. Um, so to step back for a second, one, one of the many reasons that I want to have you built on is that, that when I look at your brand versus some other brands, and I know you do a, a lot of different things uh, within um, cannabis and hemp, and then of course the creative agency, but let's just say just within the, the hemp industry or the cannabis industry, is that your brand stands out. Uh, I mean, you know, there's no doubt that if I looked at a few pictures, I would probably be able to, to set you apart and say, okay, you know, this is Ladies of Paradise versus some other brand. Um, and I, I don't know if it, what you w- would want to call that, whether it's courage or just maybe just uh, savvy uh, branding or marketing, uh, but like, it's really neat. And especially now in, in my world, in, within hemp specifically, is that it, 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 it feels like it's almost at a point of commoditization right, where there's so many different companies and they start to just sort of look the same. And we have a retail store in front of our manufacturing lab. And so we hear from customers that like, oh, well, why should I buy this one versus the other one? Like, it's very challenging to understand why go with one or the other. So over time, as you've gotten into different projects, what has come first? Like, is it the feedback of customers saying like, oh, hey, we want to see this or just some crazy idea of a project and say, like, well, you know, we have no idea if anybody wants this, we're just going to start it. You know, like, a, which, where do you start?
2: Well, I guess, so two different answers there. When it comes to doing work for other people, we, we definitely have our fair share of shoots where it is very generic and we have to really like pull, pull ourselves back. And we, uh, as time has went on, we've really tried to stray away from, from taking those gigs because I feel like really where our passion lies and where I think that we, I don't know, our strongest is in this like really crazy, wild, creative, um, you know, color aesthetic. But um, we, the majority of people that do hire us are looking for something exciting and interesting. And we, we really love when people let us just take full creative control um obviously there's a lot of like back and forth with companies being like I have this vision and like I think your vision you guys can really help this like vision come to life and so so I like to have a lot of creative control um just because I mean I just think we do a good job when we can like just let our you know when we can really like follow our hearts and do whatever we feel is gonna look the best but I don't know it goes back and forth but as far as our own products I feel like we just really try to do what we love you know like we we jade and i both are really have like loved like really eclectic style and really really interesting and unique bright colored pieces we like to stand out and we we're not scared to to just like like what we like and so we wanted to we wanted to do that with our companies because we knew that like there's so many people that are, are literally just not getting marketed to whatsoever and like a a wild woman is not getting marketed to that often. And so it felt really good to us to do that.
0: That's cool. A wild woman is not getting marketed to that. (laughs) (laughs) That that is a brilliant line. I'm going to take out a clip of just that. Um, Do you, so let me read you something that I saw in one of the articles written about you. And this, uh, I think it really helped encapsulate what you do. Um, it's a little long, but I think it's important to read the whole thing. So, um, the thing that I believe makes them so relatable, uh, this is, this was a reporter that spent a day with both of you, I think maybe a couple of years ago, uh, just kind of lo- seeing what you were doing. <laughs> What's that?
1: I said Lauren Yoshinko. I already know the line you're reading and you said yes. it, at, but it
0: um, The thing that I believe makes them so relatable and fosters an almost infectious quality is that they're good at getting women to have fun women who consume cannabis are a community that includes many introverts who by fear of social and legal consequences are reserved homebodies by necessity. It takes time to open up, especially to the point of sharing more controversial habits, but all sorts of women have fun on set and shopping at their space. Um, and then talk about some stuff that you guys do with camera. Um, and then that not for exposure not for content, but because it's really, really fun. Um, is that, is that a fair way to like a fair assessment of what you guys do or or why people are so attracted to you?
2: Oh, yeah, I would say so. I would say, like, literally, one of our best qualities has always been, like, yeah, like, making people feel like they're just, like, they're our best friend now. Come hang out, like, like, let's get real with each other. Let's, like, get rid of the surface bullshit and, like, get into it, and I feel like there's not a lot of that in life right now, but sadly, it's kind of weird, and so I've really always, Love that about us is that we're like, you know, standing here with arms open wide, being like, come play with us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And during the time when she wrote that, too, we were doing a lot of cannabis events and, um, at the time we, you know, that was a big part of our business was um, we had quarterly events and they would be themed. And so we would have like a Cowboys versus Aliens event. Everyone would come out just like dressed to the nines, like decked out as like an alien or as a cowboy. And we would have, have DJ, have all different sponsors. We have a flower sponsor, a dab sponsor, edibles. Like, um, and it was really something that people really weren't doing. And, you know, we were always just obviously you go to, you know, house parties and there's alcohol and there's this, but like, there's nothing really focused on weed. And like, you know, like she said that a lot of stoners are, you know, stay at home. They don't really, you know, they're kind of homebodies and stuff. And we really encourage people to come out and with weed being the reason, you know, bringing all these people together. And so I really like that she said that about us because it's true. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people just don't really talk about their their marijuana consumption and that they're you know i'm a mom who smokes or whatever and so i think we really gave people a space to come together and share that you know common denominator and people really people really knew us for our events and it's kind of sad that we didn't get to throw them or we haven't done it in a long time but they'll be back one one day
2: one day they'll be back
0: that's right um and then so what, uh, what what changed as far as marketing your companies or, or your company or companies you know with COVID and not being able to hold the events what what, what have you done differently
2: I mean everything Everything's is just virtual now I mean like I, I get to do some photo shoots with people but it's definitely not to the extent of what it used to be we did a couple um like virtual like crafting events I'm actually talking to someone right now about doing like this this poetry event like basically where you have like a prompt and you all like write write something and then read it to each other because so much of like what we were trying to do is like connection and so like I don't know it's it's hard with the online things with the online parties and stuff because it's just not the same but so I'm really trying to think about how we can like do things like a like a poetry reading or something where where we can like smoke weed at our houses and like Still be doing something where we're, we're feel we feel like we're stepping out on a ledge and being vulnerable with each other and like pushing each other in like that kind of way so like that's really all i can think to to really do with the community aspect and marketing wise i mean just still putting out cool content as best as we can
0: yeah um the so you talked a lot about cannabis um do you think about branding or marketing hemp, your hemp products differently
2: um no, not really. Have, have you, feel like we've marketed differently since?
1: No, not at all. Um, no, still same old, same old less. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like in terms of other people looking for marketing, I think COVID really, you know, was a big blow to a lot of people's, you know, marketing budgets and stuff like that. So we probably, you know, we weren't getting as much work for a while as we were before. And, um, you know, we're grateful for, for clients that stuck with us during those hard times but we yeah i mean we we really just are, all of our products have stayed the same like our you know we've worked more closely with with each other within our team um, but yeah we've had to downsize we've had to you know pivot like all like everybody else so um but for the you know the same for the vibe of like what we've always gone for it's i mean i think that it's always that's stayed pretty consistent
2: Something I have wanted to do, and we just did one yesterday, was like, marketing kind of, like, fun, outdoor, like, you know, safe things that you can do. And so, like, yesterday, we were doing, like, a real, like, we bought roller skates, and we're, like, outside, and we're roller skating together. And so, like, still trying to, like, encourage people to, like, try new stuff, have fun with your friends, like, even though you can't come to a party. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So, um... let's see if i can figure out how to ask this so it it seems to me like you do a whole bunch of community building a lot of a lot of branding in your own unique voice um for somebody that doesn't that is constantly thinking about an roi right like oh i'm i'm doing this marketing Flyer, and I'm printing 500 and I need to get back X amount of dollars. Um, Like what's different? Or how do you think about it differently? Because, you know, when when you're doing that roller skating event, like you're probably not thinking about the exact return on dollars that you're getting out of that. Like, so what, you know, why do that? And what's the benefit that you're getting?
2: So, I mean, something that's been really beneficial to us is like, if you make something cool enough, people are going to want to tell other people that they're doing it. And so like, for us is we've always been very social media heavy. So like, that's something that's like advice I would really give to people. It's like, what's something that people would want to like brag about, you know, like, and show other people that they're like, this is what I'm up to. This is what I'm doing. It's cool. You know? And so we've, we haven't had any problem really getting people to want to share when they're doing something involved with us, I guess. And so. Okay.
1: And, like, just like she was saying, like, social media is a big part of who we are and, you know, what we do. And so, like, reels, for example, like, her, you know, like, them shooting the roller skating reel, like, in terms of, like, ROI, I mean, that's – it only benefits us as a business. Like, reels right now are getting the most activity on Instagram, and so us as social media girls – have to think, okay, you know, it's important for people hire us because of our following, people hire us because we're putting out cool content. And so while it is hard to determine an exact ROI on those, like we have to stay savvy to what's happening in social media world, what people are into and just stay relevant really.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll tell you one thing that um, it, not as much of a worry now, just cause we're not having as many gatherings, but before putting on an event was so scary for me, uh, because my fear was doing all this work and setting up and saying, "Hey, come to our store or our place, and we're doing X, Y, and Z." Uh, and my fear was being the 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 only kid at the party, right? Like <laughs> nobody's showing up. That's um, my
2: fear too. Every time.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> always down every time. No one's gonna come.
0: Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that was key what you were saying, uh, Harley. That if it's interesting enough that people, you know, maybe in that case, people will want to come or now that people will want to tell other people about that. Like, how, how do you I'm curious if, if I were to try to extract your thoughts, like, how do you make cool stuff, right? Like, how do you make cool events
1: or.
2: Um, can't be cool. sorry, what would you say, Jay?
1: I said, you can't buy cool. <laughs> Somebody told us that one time. The-
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like. I mean, I feel like Jade and I are lucky enough to, I don't know, be interesting people and to really be like, like, you know, I'm really into space and aliens and octopus and underwater things and rainbows and like, you know, just really eccentric stuff. And so like, if you're down to be eccentric and like not follow the status quo, like honestly, there have been times where we are brainstorming as a group, like, oh, what? what events should we throw? And it's like, what? what's the craziest things that you can think of? You know, it's like really trying to think like, what, not what everyone's doing, and like playing it safe, but like, really trying to think of like, something that would be crazy, or would be like a shocking thing, like shock value, I feel like is, you know, important. <laughs> yeah. And
1: we do things too, I just had like a little flashback of like, before we would have events, you know, and we'd all we'd all have a brainstorming session on like, Okay, what's the theme? And so before um you know, everybody would get their tickets, and everybody would be, you know, all excited about the event. And then we'd put out like a um, like a wardrobe like costume idea like thing. And so, like we would just like put out all these like Pinterest, like different store, like pictures of like different things that you should wear to the event. Like we had a British invasion party. And so we're like, how do we really get people to, you know, know what to wear? And so we just started posting, like, Spice Girls, or you could be, you know, uh, Beatles, or all these different things. And and so, yeah, like, just really kind of inspiring people based on, like, what we think is cool. Like, hey, show up to our party, like, wearing this, and, like, you'll be good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. I love that. So it's, um, in a way, I mean, well, I guess you guys are saying, It's like be yourself, you know, all the crazy things that you're interested in and just put it Mm -hmm. forward and just see what the reaction is or what the feedback is. Um, I
2: think you really can't go wrong with like with doing what you really think is great. Like I like I feel like it usually works out pretty good. Don't mark my words on that because I'm sure some people are just weird stuff that like might not fly, but like as a as a general rule.
0: I don't know, just, just by uh, looking over all the uh, subreddits, like there's a, a, a niche for pretty much everything, so...
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> um So uh, you mentioned something earlier about the, uh, certain people not being marketed to. Do you have any thoughts about any other folks within cannabis or within hemp that are not being marketed to properly or, or in an honorable way?
2: Yeah, I mean... Or Jade, do you want to go or...? Um, I think that... I think that our
1: like like Harley said we' just marketing to like like Lady Jays isn't only for ladies too like I feel like we um, have done a good job of including like the queer community LGBTQ plus you know like all of that like and I think that there aren't a lot of a whole, uh, whole lot of brands out there that do that and so I think our brand's cool because it is marketed towards women but it's also just marketed towards people who are op- who feel, comfortable being themselves and you know in whatever fashion that that may be um but I I don't know as far as people that I that would I would think that would be my only thing of people who probably aren't being marketed to enough but um
2: but we've got them covered so uh, uh, I feel uh, like I feel like the grand majority of all marketing is way too broad and everyone's trying to like market towards everyone and put everyone in a box and I think that that's what like what is honestly so wrong about the majority of marketing is it's like why are you not trying to market towards like your type of people and your like in your family or your community everyone's just trying to go way too broad like you can't you can't put everyone in a box together so I feel like there's this I don't know there's like this clinical simple you know medicinal marketing aspect that i feel like a lot of hemp pushes but like i don't know if you want to really speak to people like niche niche marketing i think is is cool.
0: yeah I heard somebody say the other day that um, in order to be noticed that you have to be almost like on the edge of controversy, like almost like right at the precipice so that, you know, like just a, just enough people saying, oh, that that's not right. But that the people that you're trying to attract, that they're like, wow, that's really cool. That's really interesting.
2: Exactly. I, I agree with that. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So let's see. With... Um, Um, if you have somebody coming to you and they say, Hey, we're in the, just, again, talking about my, my world, uh, we're in hemp and we feel like we don't have anything different to say, like, how do you try to extract those things from a client so that, you know, they, they sort of fit more with your mindset instead of just being, just looking like everybody else.
2: Um, I would say it starts with like that. Like I, I'm a really big believer with, with branding. Like some people don't want to do this at all. So it might not be for everyone, but like looking at yourself as a person. And so like, I always like to ask specific questions. It's like, okay, if you're going to have this brand for the next 10 years and you don't want to get bored of it, it's like, what do you believe? What's in the core root of like you as a person, not like a trend that's going on. Like, it's like, who are you and what do you believe? And I, I, Yeah. And then I think we go from there because once we have like a core mission going, you could think of clever, cool sayings to, to make that more attractive. But at the end of the day, like what your core mission is, is like crucial.
0: Are you, um, are you a data nerd, or do you feel more like that—that's intuition of saying like, oh well, he, here's who you are, and here are the things that you're, you're trying to say, and here's what your company does, and so let's put that out there. Uh, or do you say, okay, well, let's take that information. And then does anybody want that right now? Or like, do, do you do you blend data along with that?
2: Um, I would say the first. Okay. I would All say right. like, yeah, because I think it is. I mean, I really, I really like to work with clients that are staying specific to like, I don't know. Yeah. They are, yeah, instead of being like, we have an idea who wants to buy this, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. It's
2: also, too, like, if we have an idea that's specifically ours, we're probably going to start a brand over it or whatever, you know?
0: <laughs> Jade, sorry, what were you saying?
2: Um, And just like that,
1: we probably typically don't like to work with people who are like, oh, I'm starting this hemp company just because hemp's where the money's at, and, you know, like, I don't really know what, like, you know, we like pe- to work with people who have stories, and who, you know, we can help them tell their story, yeah. not just somebody who's in it to, you know, make a buck. Yeah,
0: there, there's quite a few of those, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so switching gears a little bit, um, with, oh, Harley's still on, okay, good. Um, so, thinking about the hemp uh. industry, so you're a you're businesswoman, you, you've done a lot of different Businesses and different uh, things in cannabis and hemp. Um, where do you see the hemp industry going in the next I don't know year or two? like what what kinds of things do you see coming down the line?
1: Um, I would think that um, right now, uh, since cannabis uh, is still illegal, I think that hemp is kind of what people are excited about, especially in states that cannabis is still illegal. And so I think that CBD and hemp is kind of like, you know, giving everybody uh, gets everybody excited. It looks like weed. It smells like weed. It makes you feel, you know, kind of similar. You know, it's just basically like a good way to like get everybody excited about what's to come because I think that national legalization is coming. And, um, you know, just like we found with, you know, we have Lady J's THC and dispensaries here in Oregon. And then we also have our hemp CBD Lady J's, which we sell everywhere. And so for us, like our our goal is to push the brand into all these different states using our hemp products so that people are know who we are and like by the time that national legalization comes over we're a name that we're a brand that people want to buy they already know who we are um and so yeah i think that it's kind of um acting as like the introduction to cannabis eventually and then um what we found in states where cannabis is legal hemp kind of dies off. CBD is not as popular because now THC moved in and people want to inevitably get high for the most part. I mean, but then there's still a market that, that doesn't want to as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's a big deal right now. I think the farm bill passing and everything really got people excited, but, um, I think that'll probably fizzle like, and, you know, people will be excited about the next thing, mushrooms or whatever, you know, like whatever comes next.
0: Right. Yeah, especially you guys being out west with uh, all the psychedelics and some of those uh legislations happening.
2: Another thing that I really hope to see is just like the industrial hemp industry like blowing up and like us using hemp plastics instead of regular plastics. Like that is so exciting to me. Like we literally can make anything out of hemp and like it's biodegradable. Like it's just like that i see being such a huge huge industry and just and honestly like just so helpful and wonderful so i, ho- I hope that that's what
0: happens. yeah yeah i've been trying to dig into that and i i can't find anybody that, uh, that's an expert in that just because uh, over the years i've heard so many promises of you know industrial hemp is going to solve you know, we're going to create homes out of it we're going to make you know uh, straws and containers and clothing and all that kind of stuff uh but it seems like the the number of people that are in it are very limited or at least that want to talk about it
2: yeah so. we uh, we went to texas and were involved with a group of people that were that were i don't know feel like they're gonna probably be like industry leaders and really like pushing forward in it and i, I think it's just a matter of time you know i think yeah. that like some states didn't want to touch it for a little bit and it's just been like a controversial thing especially with people with really big money and that's like what is is gonna need to happen for that to like really push forward and so i i see it on the horizon i mean like we honestly have no choice like the plastic issue in the world is insane and this is like a really really great opportunity to like
0: yeah um so i just recently learned about uh liquid death have you guys seen that no no, oh man, this is right up your alley. So uh, it's a it's water, um, and it comes in, a, in an aluminum can and it's either still or it's carbonated. And uh, I forget how much it is, but one can costs about four or five bucks. And it, it's not, I mean it's special in the sense that it comes from a mountain somewhere. I have no idea where it is, but they sell the product just based on the brand. And it's liquid death, uh, almost like it looks like you're going into a tattoo shop, and you know, like skulls and bones, and uh, like just really crazy, insane stuff. Um, I, I, I'll shoot it over afterwards because it seems like it's just right up your alley. Um, they even have a uh, a spoof video that uh, let's see, they they show basically the underworld and like demons and whatnot and they're complaining that plastics the, the plastic pollution has even entered their world and so like they show plastic like raining down from some like hole in the sky yeah and uh so apparently they've been doing really well based on like not just the in the fact that they're selling water but just that they're selling the brand and that they donate a good portion of their proceeds to um like clean up and environmental factors
2: okay yeah this is right up my alley i'm all about this it's like <laughs> It's so crazy to me, like, that people, that, like, the richest people in the world that are, you know, owning these massive, massive companies don't think, like, don't think, like, hey, maybe we should just come out of the boxed water. And, like, that could be the new Dasani. Like, it's just, like, oh, it's crazy. It's all these, like, little little people trying to, like, make a difference. I could rant about this forever, so I'll
0: Yeah, stop. no, no, that's <laughs> – I, I, I hear you. Um, all right, so let's see. Um if uh, All right. So one of the benefits of coming onto the podcast is that you get a proverbial million dollars. Right. So if you got this money, let's say monopoly money, and you had to invest it in either a company or an industry related to cannabis or hemp, what would you what would you put that money into?
2: I think I mean, I personally think that I would invest in industrial hemp like I, I'm a, am I have a You're huge- all about it. I, like, I love the ocean so much, and, like, have you heard of, like, Garbage Island, and it's, like, literally, like, yeah, and it's, like, the size of fucking Russia, like, it's just insane to me, and so, like, it, like, I feel like that is, there are so many issues that are at the edge of my heart, but, like, if, if our planet gets, you know, if we go too far down the rabbit hole, like, who knows if there's coming back, and so, That's what I would want to invest my money into. It's like literally lobbying for plastics to be illegal to create and have plastic. I mean, hemp plastics basically take over. Yeah. Okay. I just want to reinvest into
1: Lady Jay's and open more brands.
0: (laughs) That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly similar. Well,
1: and I. Harley and I, um, we own 100% of our business and we have never taken on investment. We're really proud of that. And, you not that we haven't had opportunities for that um, before, but we really wanted to be wanted to have, out. Yeah. And so I don't know if I had a proverbial million dollars, I would just uh, be like, all business. right.
0: <laughs> cool. So definitely you're a believer in your own company. So that's a good thing. I think so. <clears throat> um, All right, so then let's see. Just starting to wrap up here before um, the 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 hour is up. Um, Any other um, any other big topics that you guys want to get across? Like you know, hardly you just talked about just environmental factors that you're really passionate about. Um, Anything else within cannabis or hemp that like you really want people to to understand or to grasp?
1: Um, well, I would say that I see you in your CBD store, and I know that you don't sell Lady J's, so <laughs> that we need some samples sent your way. And need- yes.
2: I don't Let's think do it. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll I- have to send me yeah. And obviously, this has been a huge topic this year, and it's been amazing, but just social justice and people really understanding, like, how absolutely awful the war on drugs has been to communities of color and how, like, as you know, wealthy or sorry, or non-wealthy even, but just like being a white person that's been like everything just handed down to you that you really do need to like see where you are there and and try to, I don't know, try to make a difference and not just be like, oh, it's not my problem because we're really, really lucky that like we get to work in this industry and that it's legal and that like, I'm not in jail right now. And so I think that that's at the forefront of, what people should be thinking about in this industry right now as well.
0: I just learned that uh, Virginia uh, passed legislation to approve recreational cannabis. Uh, and I guess it's the first southern state that's doing that. And they have a pretty, uh, I guess, a pretty big portion of their bill is uh, some sort of a so- social justice type of um, you know, part of it. Uh, so it seems like states are, are learning or they're becoming aware of what
2: needs to happen. Exactly it seems like it's, like, starting to be, like, people are starting to be, like, oh, duh, like, you know, because <laughs> I feel like even at the, even, like, I don't know, two years ago, we, we had this, uh this event called Conversations, and it was so, it was amazing, we had, we still have a girl on our team, it was all her idea, and she blew my mind, like, I didn't, I didn't even understand, you know, and it just seems so, like, it seems so obvious, but it's, like, it's not obvious, and so, I don't know, I feel like we're getting to a good point where people are, like, really talking about it and expecting that it's like, Hey, like if you're in this industry, like, and you're just not paying attention to it at all, you're an asshole. Like, so yeah. (laughs) Like to do our part and give back and take, um,
1: and you know, just take opportunities where we can give back. Like we did a BLM blend, um, during the George Floyd, um, you know, or that whole thing like we we really like to use our company to um and whatever and we weren't making a lot of money at the time either but we're like anything that we can do to help give to this cause like we're all for we like to stay active and stuff like that
2: it was really cool actually we like so since we're like marketing we have like you know at the end of like a thirty dollar pack. There's like six different companies that make their like money on it, basically. And it was really awesome. Everyone, everyone agreed to give up one hundred percent of their proceeds, um, all the way down the chain. And so it was really amazing. We ended up raising like nearly twenty thousand dollars for this company, Last Prisoner Project. And so it was, it was cool. <laughs>
0: wow. Okay, that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, Last Prisoner Project keeps coming up, uh, and I'd love to get a hold of someone there. Um, Zoe, like they're they're doing a but- lot. Zoe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her. Um, all right, ladies. Um, let's see. So uh, I'm sure that after this, somebody's going to want to learn more about you, maybe reach out. How should they do that? Where should they go?
2: Um, all of our Instagrams, let's see. We're Ladies of Paradise is a creative agency. Smoke Lady J's is our joint company. And then my personal is my name, Harley Case.
1: <laughs> and mine's Hey Jade Hey.
0: All right, cool, we'll put all that in the show notes. Um, so I, I think th- there's a decent amount of information out there, but I think um, I just want to talk to you personally, just understand a little bit just directly about kind of how you got here. And you have a really cool story and uh, hope nothing but success to both of you ladies. It seems like you're do. you have a, a unique voice that needs to be out there. So thank you guys for doing that.
1: Thank you so much Had a good time.
0: Yeah, awesome. Let's see you guys later. Have a great day. Bye. Hey guys, and before you go, this is Jason from Spectrum Labs. Please be sure to visit us on the web at thespectrumlabs.com for any show notes and links discussed in the podcast. Also, remember to click the subscribe button wherever you may be listening from so you get notified when our next episode comes out. And tune in next show and have a fantastic day.